Hi everyone and welcome to Exploring the Midwest. My name is Jody, and I will be your guide as we chat with incredible people across the 13 Midwestern states and discover all the things there are to see and do. Public art has become more common in cities and towns around the Midwest. Sculpture and mural walks, art trails, all these growing art attractions. So this month we're exploring four fabulous arts destinations in the Midwest and I hope you enjoy learning more about them. Today's episode is sponsored by RV Share. RV travel is my favorite way to adventure through the Midwest and even further beyond. And now is the perfect time to begin planning spring break and summer RV adventures. With RV Share, you rent from RV owners in your area, so you'll find the perfect type of RV from towable campers to motorhomes in just the right size for you. Are you ready to plan your RV adventure? Visit familyrambling.com backslash RV share to find your perfect RV. So Austin, Minnesota has a really incredible story about how revitalization formed the base of arts in their community. And Laura Helley, who is the executive director of the Austin Area Arts, is going to share that as well as what visitors can experience in the town of Austin. So Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to hear this story. Oh, thanks for having me. I love talking about Austin and I love talking about art. So this is like just my sweet spot. <laughs> now I want to start with a little bit about Austin, Minnesota itself, because um, a lot of the times when you think about communities with really great art programs and um, kind of the, you know, that art scene, you think of cities and Austin is not a large city. It's a, you know, kind of a moderately sized town in the Southern part of Minnesota. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about how the programs that you have kind of came to be? Sure. Um, yeah, like you said, Austin, Minnesota, which we do sometimes get confused with Austin, Texas, but I find that that's like a good metaphor because we're kind of the cool, we're a cool Austin. We got a, we got a cool vibe. Um, Austin, Minnesota is about 26,000 people. Um, we're on the uh, rolling prairie of Southern Minnesota. And um, it is not uh, what you would call a metropolitan. I say a, a thriving, vibrant, small city. Um, and so uh, I actually grew up on a farm five miles outside of town that was a thousand people in the town. So to me, it's like, oh, well, we have all the basics. You know, we have, you know, a library and <laughs> marshals and, you know, what else do you need? So, um, yeah, it's not what you'd consider your, your typical metro, but it has a long tradition of um, excellence in the arts, in all kinds of arts, um, including music and visual arts. And um, back in 1990, uh, we had a um, historic movie theater that was sitting empty. It had been built in 1929 and operated as a movie theater for a long time. And it was one of those atmospheric theaters where when you walk in, you're transported to another place in time. So it looked like a Spanish uh, villa under the stars. There's a domed ceiling that's painted blue and starlight shine through and sometimes clouds can move across the ceiling. So um, it had played first run movies up until 1972. 
And um, then it went out of business as a movie theater and it changed hands a number of times, including one owner that turned it into a nightclub and painted everything black. Gosh, <laughs> all of that decorative atmospheric theater got painted black, if you can even imagine. So then in 1990, um, the building had been vacant for uh, several years, and there was a group of uh, dreamers, really um, arts lovers, who wanted uh, to make it into a performing arts space. So they banded together and um, purchased the theater. Um, my favorite tidbit about that is they couldn't find a bank that would take a chance on the mortgage. So they ended up having half the mortgage at two different banks. <laughs> I mean, you know, like find a way, make a way, right? Um, so they purchased the theater and then they very slowly over time uh, were able to refurbish it back to how it looked when it was first built in 1929. Um, right away, they started holding performing arts there. So um, we have an organization called Matchbox Children's Theater. And um, the one of the former leaders of Matchbox told me, oh yeah, our first few shows, we just told people to bring lawn chairs because we had a stage and we had an auditorium, but we didn't have any seats in the auditorium so it was bring your own chair but we're doing theater so um they've kept that going since 1990 as performing arts and then um a couple of other things have come along um uh several of them came out of uh effort called Vision 2020. Um, back in 2011 in Austin, uh, a group started doing kind of some future visioning and they called it Vision 2020. What are some things we could get done to improve the community by the year 2020? And so one of the things that came out of that was what we call the Austin Artworks Festival. It was founded in 2012 and it's um, annually the last weekend in August every year. And um, we bring in um, fine arts um, exhibitors, author stage, live music stage, arts demonstrations, um, uh, anything you can think of arts. Um, and it's in our the heart of our downtown. So that's um, came under the Austin area arts umbrella along with performing arts at the Paramount. And then um, two years after that in 2014, uh, we, um, brought to life the Austin Artworks Center. Um, at that time, there was a small arts nonprofit in our mall, our dying mall, um, called Austin Area Art Center. And um, the mall was actually um, closing and being torn down and redeveloped. They needed a new home. And there was a, another vacant building downtown. This one was an old bank building that was built in the 1890s. So um, Austin Area Arts um, uh, formed a merger with the other arts center and brought them in and did the fundraising to um, remodel the building. And so now we have, I like to say, three, three stories of art. We have a clay cavern in the basement um, where you can throw clay on the wheel and we have a kiln and so forth. And our main floor is a retail center with over a hundred artists selling their original artwork. And then the second floor is a gallery, um, which we also use for classroom space and events. What an amazing use <laughs> of a mall. That's just incredible. And yeah. the, the growth that, that came into town with basically the realization of that dream of that theater it's like everything just built upon that and i think i think that that is just such an incredible story how everything just you know this was good now this can be better and and just kind of building one on top of another yes yep absolutely and i think 
one of Austin's unique things is that people we're we're a big enough community that we've got um mass but we're also a small enough community that people feel responsible so people feel like well gosh if I want to have a place to take my kids for art lessons I should probably support this effort or if I want to have my kid be in a play or if I want to go to a play I should probably support you know so people get involved and um they're very hands-on and um that drives a lot a lot of things that other communities just um you know they might have the idea but they struggle to actually push through and get it done mm -hmm. and and you do have so many opportunities and what you've what you've kind of laid out about how the community really supports it uh goes with your mission of art that connects um, because it really does connect people to the community and people to art. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that mission and how it works within within Austin? Sure. Um, you know, Art That Connects is a really just great description. And then when um, the COVID-19 pandemic hit, we we saw it demonstrated to us over and over um, <clears throat> that people feel connected to each other um, through arts. Um, people feel connected to um, uh, the greater good and something bigger and can kind of let go of everyday worries with arts. And so, um, you know, that that's our mission. We wanna um, help people connect down to that essential part of themselves and um, uh, joy and sort of wash off the dust of the everyday um, and uh, get back to the places of wonder. So we have uh, tons of programming for all ages. And because we operate both the performing arts theater and a visual arts center, it's really runs the gamut from comedy night to um, art classes. Uh, we have a thing uh, at our Austin Artwork Center called Art Rocks Open Jam, where we hire a house band. And then if you are ready um, to kind of make the jump from being an audience member to a performer, you can stand up and call your song and the house band will back you up while you perform. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, that was one of the things that we stopped doing at, during COVID and people really missed and we really got a lot of um, questions and at the at this point we're planning on bringing it back in February, um, but it's COVID dependent because it's, you know, you, you get quite a few people in a room um, for something like that. So fingers crossed. <laughs> so how is it, how easy is it for visitors to the city to take part in all these offerings that you have? You know, it is super easy and I need to give a shout out to Nancy Schnabel and um, Discover Austin, Minnesota. Discover Austin, Minnesota is the website of the Convention and Visitors Bureau and they keep the best calendar of the community events I have ever seen. It's amazing. Um, they uh so not just austin area arts which is great i would love for you to go to our website at austinareaarts.org but if you go to discover austin minnesota that website calendar will tell you everything that's happening um during those uh days that you'll be visiting and so or you know if you're considering your date range you can check it first and then make sure you get some great stuff so um that would be the my number one tool um when planning a trip Terrific. And if people really want to embrace art in Austin, is there anything they should know before they visit? Any, um, you know, any 
best times to visit, any, you know, things that are kind of happening at a certain time every year that they might want to keep in mind? You know, I think it's always a good time and we do have a, like a full year round calendar, but I, summer months are extra special. Um, here in Minnesota, when we can get outside, we love to. And so there are more, um, more opportunities, uh, Friday afternoon and Friday evening, there's a, um, Cedar rivers farmers market, and it occasionally has live music as well as just the regular farmer's market stuff. Um, so those kinds of things are even more, uh, available in the summer. The other thing in summer that, I mean, personally, what I wouldn't miss would be the Austin Artworks Festival. And I, um, I say that as the director of the festival, but I would have said that before I was the director of the festival. It's just a really great weekend. And, um, you know, end of August, uh, it's kind of the unofficial close to summer. Um, and then you know, it's, it's before Labor Day weekend. So you can still go do your, you know, last weekend at the lake or whatever. Um, but it's a great, it's a great time to see people and to try something new, to be exposed to something you didn't know you were going to love. Fun. And I know we've talked a lot about um, art within buildings, within the theater, mm -hmm. within um, the art center, but Austin also has uh, public art on display throughout town. Am I correct? You are. Absolutely. Um, thank you for saying that because that was going to be my other point is that when you come, just keep your eyes peeled. There's an amazing amount of um, art, uh, uh, murals and other art on buildings. I mean, we have a bank that has an incredible huge mosaic on the outside of it, um, just a private bank. Uh, and also through Discover Austin, Minnesota, you can find our um, statue tour. So there's a little uh, map that you can go through town and um, see all the different um, outdoor statues. So um, you could certainly, you can plan for it or you can make it a little bit more like a scavenger hunt and just see what you see as you're there. But there is art everywhere. How fun. Mm -hmm. So as we wrap up, mm -hmm. uh, as as a local to Austin, what would you say are your three top tips for visiting Austin? Uh, this is so fun. Although it was hard to, to pick, but um, my three Austin uh, hot takes are um, Todd Park. Um, Todd Park seems like an ordinary city park and it has a bunch of like, um, shelters with picnic tables and there's some baseball fields and softball fields and there's some little playgrounds but one of the playgrounds has a custom made 1950s robot slide and it's four levels high and you can climb up to the level of the arms which are the slides and slide down the arms but you can climb up to the level of the head and look down and I, I really should find out the story, but it's very clear that they did not order this from a company that makes somebody in Austin put it together, welded it together, painted it. They keep it painted. My kids love it. Love it. So if you've got kids or if you like robots or slides, um, Todd Park, that's my number one. My number two is um, Jim's Super Fresh. Um, it's a garden center and bakery. 
Um, so no matter what the season is, you can go in and see something growing and living, um, whether it's in the fall, a bunch of pumpkins or um, Christmas trees or in the spring, tons of stuff for your garden. But then you also, there's also the um, sort of grocery side where they have all kinds of baked goods, um, turnovers, um, macaroons, really great macaroons. Um, sometimes they have pie or apple crisp. You have to get there pretty early in the morning for pie, I will say, because it goes. Um, but then also they have a bunch of fresh produce and things like cheese curds and um, um, salami, all kinds of the um, just fun treats, pretty much whatever your treat um, uh, preferences, they will have it and they'll have like that super high quality um, version of it where it's worth the calories. Fun. It sounds like someplace you could go and like put together a little afternoon picnic. You absolutely could. You absolutely could. And it's the kind of place where if you are, you know, the couple that's wanting to dream about your garden, you'll have fun. Or if you're, you know, grandma, grandpa, mom and dad, five kids, everybody loves it. There's something for everybody there. So um, that's a really good stop. And then my final pick is downtown Austin. Um, personally, I do take visitors to the spam museum, but I'm not really going to weigh in on the spam museum one way or another. You kind of either are that person who you think like, oh yeah, let's go. Or you think, eh, I don't know, but either way you should go downtown where the spam museum is and you should allow yourself time to stroll and shop and eat. So my favorite places to shop are the Sweet Reads bookstore. It's an independent bookstore. There's um, a clothing and kind of like some cool stuff you didn't know you wanted store called South Central Athlete. And then um, where I love to eat the most is Piggy Blue's Barbecue. They have key lime pie if you're lucky. If you're lucky that day, they have key lime pie and it is to die for. But even if they don't have it, the barbecue is still really good. Fun. And just as an aside, because you did mention the Spam Museum, if you want to know more about the Spam Museum, I actually spoke with them back in podcast episode 18. So if you're intrigued by the thought of a museum based around canned meat, you want to pop back to episode 18 and check that out because it's a really fun interview and, and it's a really fun stop, whether you like that meat or not. Very true. Very true. And um, a lot like the Spam Museum at Austin Area Arts, we have a motto of uh, we're doing very important work, but that doesn't mean we have to take ourselves very seriously. So I think that's kind of a good uh, culture feel for the whole community. Fun. Well, Laura, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today, for telling us the story about arts in Austin and giving us a few more reasons to visit um, just such a great town in Southern Minnesota. Hope to see you soon in Austin. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Exploring the Midwest podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your Midwest friends and leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. If you would like more Midwest travel inspiration, please join me in the Exploring the Midwest group on Facebook. Do you have a comment? You can click through the show notes and leave a comment there or connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Jody Halstead. 